You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Colorado, Vermont, and South Carolina beer districts, this is The Trail Show. We are the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and been downloaded over one million times all over the globe. We are on the air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. If you are not already on The Trail Show mailing list, you should be. Subscribe now at thetrailshow.com. All right, folks, it's a December to remember, and Kremble is right around the corner. We here at The Trail Show will be serving up a multi-course Christmas dinner, and P.O.D. is here to tell you what's on the menu. Tonight, it's pure garbage apps and holiday desserts. We're just going to go for it. Did you say garbage apps? Yeah, you know, all the good stuff like wings and nuts. Oh, appetizers. Salted, yeah, salted I thought you were nuts. talking about no, no, no. the appetizers. Yeah. Pimento cheese. Juleps. Are we doing pimento cheese sandwiches and juleps for me and the boys? That's right. That's right. We're going to do all of the heavy-hitting, uh, heavy heavy appetizers, and then just skip straight to all like the dessert buffet. What about like a gingerbread shelter? Uh, you Ooh, mean like a gingerbread? Oh, I like it. Is it the new trend, a pretzel house? Isn't like Snyder's of Hanover, one what? of the pretzel companies, trying to Whoa. convince people they should do pretzel houses for then Christmas? Why? But then I can't eat all the candy. I know. I, I don't put I'm on the house. You, That's the whole point. I'd much rather have a gingerbread house. But you I like a gingerbread shelter. You could stick chocolate things to it, like peanut butter cups and milk duds and things of that sort. Andy's mints for mm. like roof tiles. Could be good. Oh, yeah. I'd start with the roof. The roof, the roof, the roof is Andy's mints. <laughs> yeah, I'd start with the roof. This is what happens to you when you spend the whole day with children. Can't recommend it. All right, POD. <laughs> Other than that menu, what's on the trail show menu? That's it. Appetizers and desserts. Everyone's favorite. Okay. Oh, so maybe maybe we'll be done quickly tonight. You've obviously never been to a Midwestern. The, uh, holiday. How is it, how is it possible that the, the holiday party? The desserts go. So the long. desserts go on for hours because you just keep swinging by the dessert table and you cut a little tiny slice off that and a half of a square off that and then even out that corner and you know you just keep going. Dilo, we've been doing this show for eleven and a half years. Have you ever known us to be done early? No, but Dilo's been done early. He's just like curled up on the floor and gone to sleep. Oh yeah, I've been done early. Happened. Yes, that's correct. I have been done early. When does the mayonnaise-based salad come in? Oh, oh that's a summer item. <laughs> oh, that's only summer? But we will have a whipped cream jello salad. Like oh, a cool okay. whip and jello salad. With coconut shreds and marshmallow. I think it's called ambrosia salad. Ambrosia salad. <laughs> Sounds like a winner. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can't yeah. wait to talk about this beer I'm drinking because it is we'll a We'll do it right now. 
All right, let's get into Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Dilo, take it away. I am drinking tonight the 14th Star Brewing Company from St. Albans, Vermont, Tribute Double IPA. The 14th Star Brewing Company is veteran-built Vermont brewed. And the Tribute is a 8.1% alcohol by volume double IPA with Columbus, Simcoe, Citra, and Galaxy hops, which I served and stored tonight between 34 and 42 degrees Fahrenheit. And it comes in with a lovely IBU of 75 and a pleasant SRM of 6. I don't actually know what SRM is, but it's it's here. Hmm. Huh. Um, that's a new one on me, too. Shut up, boy. The 14th Star <laughs> Brewing Company <laughs> is a veteran-built brewery from St. Albans, Vermont, committed to crafting world-class beer that honors traditional styles while imparting unexpected twists and creative new directions. We believe this balance of history, innovation, and flavors can be found in every batch of our beer. And they're located at, yeah, that's it. Why the that's 14th it. star? Vermont's um, the 14th state to be admitted to the union. Just learned that. Okay. Good trivia go. for folks out there. Uh, I think Leo has a friend who's playing Minecraft with him right now, and he thought that I was a McDonald's ad. Oh, oh wow. A McDonald's ad? That's a blow to the beer. Oh, it is. boy. It's, it is what it is. I mean, you know, homie's 11 and a half years old. He's as old as the trail show out there. That's true. And he won't go away. <laughs> he's going to be around much longer than the trail show, my friend. He's going to be around, much, much around for a long time. Well, I am holding in my hand yeah. a homebrew from one Glenn Van Pesky who sent... The following letter along. Disco, I hope you enjoyed this sample of Alley Cat Brewing Batch Number 1 Kolsch ABV 4.0 IBUs 24. You may want to let it sit for a couple of days to let the haze settle to the bottom of the bottle. Alley Cat Brewing, I think, is a an homage to, I think it's Glenn and his neighbor who share an alley, something like that. Um, for your first Kolsch-style beer, this is a home run. This is absolutely delicious. And I'll tell you, it it reminds me almost of a cross between uh, a traditional Kolsch. And for those of you in Colorado who finally remember the Mothership Wit. Mm, I, was a, is, I was a fan of that. I was too. No longer with us. But the those Wit-style beers have a very certain flavor to them. And if I knew more about beer, I could I could tell you exactly what it is. But anyway... This to me tastes somewhere between a Kolsch and a and a mothership wit, and it is delicious. I will be having both of these tonight during the show. Thank you very much, GVP. I'm having some partake IPA. The uh the ones that taste like black tea. I don't think these ones do. Our signature one. IPA is a balance of light, malty, and hoppy fun. How many? What's the ABV? The perfect companion for a session of bird watching, a spirited game of bocce ball. Or a barbecue with buddies. That's a lot of bees. Uh, the ABV on this is 0.5%. Bird what, watching beer? What, what's the IBU? I'm sure it's, it doesn't is even say. A, is that a non-alcoholic beer? That's correct. Okay. So 
I guess if you're watching for birds, you don't want to impair your senses at all. So it would probably behooves you to partake in a non-alcoholic beer. Otherwise, well, I sure as hell do. <laughs> Otherwise, you might not be able to spot the birds. Quick side note. Quick oh. cul-de-sac here. Yeah. Speaking of birds, Disco and I were in the hot tub the other day, right around dusk, and a giant owl came and landed on the tree by the hot tub. I believe it was Ooh. a great horned owl. And glared at us with its yeah. owly eyes. They're so big, man. I know. I, it's an owl that lives around here. I've heard him lots of times when I've been in the hot tub, but this was only the second time I've seen him, and this was the closest I've ever seen him. Who's that long-haired rascal, D'Lo? <laughs> Never mind. Dilo thought he was talking out of his ass for a minute. So uh, yeah, like, <laughs> Actually, I just got, I guess I got jumped. Um, anyways, yeah. Triple anyway, o. who else has got a beer? Triple O. I've got an espresso porter from Palmetto mm. Brewing Company. Nice. Out of Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston. Charleston. <laughs> it's nice. It's refreshing. It tastes like coffee. Mm. I started to drink a little more coffee, P.O.D., just so that you would be proud of me. I'm what? proud of you. Wait a minute. Are you drinking, every day. Are you drinking coffee beer or coffee? No, more? actual coffee. Okay. Actual okay. coffee. Mm, Cuban so style good. or uh, Italian style? Um, Kind of whatever I get. Maxwell House Folgers. <laughs> whatever is easy. Instinct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. I'm not picky like no. certain people. Oh, some people we are have very four. Picky. We have four different ways to make oh coffee. In I think we have more than that now. No, because I got four. the clever dripper back. Yeah, clever dripper. By the way, the flask, the pour over, and the mocha pot. We have. Oh, and oh, and you're right, and the uh, French press. We have five. <laughs> we had a trail show listener many moons ago. I'm talking like seven. Plus yeah. years ago, send us a clever dripper, and that thing's still going strong. Yeah, I even left it in California, and the guy that was still in California working, I was like, "Hey, man, I'll pay you to mail me that clever dripper. I don't care what it costs. I, th I think I spent twenty bucks to have him mail it." Well, back. that's good. I think they're like sixty. They're like fifty. They're bucks. expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. I like so. them. Well, right. should we get into uh, my favorite segment? Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Listeners may remember Moondog from the last show. Boop, boop. No, he has become no. the first person to skate around Puerto Rico. Wow. Nice. Uh, yes. Amazing. Hot off the press. Moondog just finished a skate around Puerto Rico since the last recording and credits the trail show with inspiring him to dig deep and to embrace the brutality, especially on the toughest days. Congrats to the trail show. Wow. Congrats to Moondog. I wonder how the pavement And Moondog, I guess. What? And I can I speak to that. I wonder how the pavement was in Puerto it's Rico. Not good. Rough and covered yeah. with animals, like <clears throat> sleeping dogs or horses, horses in the middle of the road. Goats. Mm -hmm. Stalled chickens. vehicles. Lots yep. of chickens. Yeah. Um, let's see. The National Park System added new trails. Three national scenic trails have become the country's newest national parks. Raising the total number of existing parks from 425 to 428. Wow. The Ice Age Trail, the New England Trail, and the North Country National Scenic Trails um, were all uh, administered by the National Park Service as part of the national trail system, but are now also recognized as units of the national park system. Hmm. So I think that just means more dollars for 
trail maintenance and things like that is what it means yeah which is and they great. can look down their nose at other trails that's right they're that not national park trails they're More like come trails. on shelter we trace <laughs> More trails, less smells <laughs> that's what i say uh let's see what else do i got here uh let's see here how about the uh the rooftop clatter oh boy. so apparently we got a visit from uh rudolph a, a bighorn story. a bighorn sheep was stuck on top of a house in boulder before it finally made its way to the ground a day and a half later he made his way down to the deck of the house and colorado what's cpw colorado Park, parks and wildlife. wildlife yes said wildlife officers were watching hoping he would be able to get down on his own um he needed a little they actually had to cut off part of the deck railing um to help him oh, get boy. off um, sheep didn't leave before saying goodbye to one of CPW's trail cameras. There was a trail camera set up over there. Hmm. CPW shared the images on social media. Colorado State University quoted the post and said it would use a photo of the ram as its new profile picture if the post were to get 200 likes, and it did. So it took less than an hour for the post to go up on Twitter X, and it's now the, the CSU profile pic is that, uh, that really that, yeah goat stuck on the roof or big horn sheep i mean when i saw that funny. post i drove over there and tried to put my little baby boy on that sheep for a christmas <laughs> photo and he got gored and i just don't know how it happened <laughs> was there any Damn mention of, of the, the sheep being attracted to the urine jars in the boulder home <laughs> or was, was it just well Trying to get they somewhere. didn't mention it explicitly, but what do we know about bighorn sheep? They love the salt. They love to drink urine. Yeah. They always lick at the mm. urine yeah. dirt. So, of course, it would get stuck in a house in Boulder. Of course. Oh, boy. Why was there a bighorn sheep in Boulder? Oh, well, apparently it was a sheep that had come from the the public library, and it was all messed out. And oh wow, it, uh... these boulder jokes are just—they're <laughs> just one after the other. It's unbelievable. It had been in the—it uh, had been in the bathroom in the downtown yes. boulder public library. It, it was on—it was on a, a bit of a meth ride, and it was trying to restore its auras and its chakras, uh, and man. got thirsty. Went in search of some urine. Ended up on a rooftop. You know. Oh boy. Typical boulder. <laughs> like a boulder Friday. Yeah, exactly. I mean what you do oh boy okay and my last item oh no another item sorry not my last second to last all the west rucks are back for 2024 we've got norcal in uh january 20th in camp herms el cerrito the cascade rock is february 24th in the scamania fairgrounds hegwald auditorium i don't know that's in stevenson washington and they're bringing back the Rockies Rock March 23rd at the Active Adult Center in Wheat Ridge. Which is interesting because Beauty and I lived in Wheat Ridge for about, I don't know, six years. And neither of us had ever heard of the Active Adult Center in, in Wheat Ridge. But I think it's looked, like YMCA for old people. Yeah, we looked it up and it's there and that's where the Ruck is. So get registered for those. It's a great deal. I don't I remember what the cost is. It's like 25 bucks or 30 bucks, but it's a really good deal. You get oh, breakfast, you is, get snacks, you get lunch. This just in, uh, Mike DiLorenzo will be hosting the first ever first annual Vermont Ruck in White River Junction uh, on Christmas Day, oddly enough. DiLo, oh. uh, could you speak a little towards that? 
Yeah, so if you want to rock out at my house, I won't be here. You're more than welcome to use the yard, driveway, you know, front porch maybe. Could be some squirrels around. Okay. Do it. Yeah, rock on. So yeah, there you go. The rucks are back and Hotter go than get registered. Back. Okay, my last news item. Can you believe five news items? What? It is December. Near record level. December. And I actually knew on. something about each one of the news items. Good Lord. I would Amazing. hope so. Well, um, item number five is the Slack Shack. So our good Ooh. friend uh, Slack, the Buffalo Chuck Wagon, thinks his name. Jack Wagon. Jack Wagon. Chuck Wagon. Slack Jaw, the Buffalo Jack Wagon. Anyway. Yes. He and Boo gave us mountains and mountains of beer. I think we're still working on that. We just can't gone. seem to drink it all. Oh, okay. I was yeah, going to send the leftovers you know, like, to D-Lo, but yeah, looks you, like it's you all could, gone. You could do that, but whatever you do, don't send me those Kolsch 4.0. Oh, those are gone. Those are Good. gone as of I don't want those. the next hour. Don't worry, D-Lo. We didn't send you any, so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, perfect. That's wonderful. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to burden you with any beer that no, you might not no like. Problem. Not so, a problem yeah. at all. No, just being it, thoughtful. It, yeah, if anything winds up on my porch, it just gets eaten by squirrels anyway. So yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah. So Slackjaw has some property in the woods, and he decided to build a shelter on it. And he and I were messaging about it, and this is what he said. Uh, the shelter is on a woodlot I own beside a cemetery on the edge of one of the larger towns in northwest Pennsylvania. On the other side of the cemetery is a stream in a large ravine that used to be the main water supply for the town. It's filled with old growth hemlock and at least two Pennsylvania record trees. Hmm. We do occasional night hikes through there to get to a tavern a couple miles away. After we stumble back, we camp out in my woodlot. It was after one of those hikes that the idea for the shelter was born. The ravine was owned by the cemetery. They recently turned it over to French Creek Valley Conservancy. That's likely what I'm going to do. Um, because let's see, because it's near the headwaters of another tributary that flows into French Creek. I know how much you're into history, so I'll continue. Uh, if you Google French Creek, it was one of the waterways used by the indigenous people and then colonists. Its headwaters are only 20 miles or so from the Great Lakes. And it flows into the Allegheny River, which eventually flows into the Mississippi River. So the water on my land flows into the Gulf of Mexico rather than Lake Erie Atlantic Ocean. So kind of a cool thing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's near that trail out there. And um, I know that Lemuel actually went out and North helped country. him. Yeah, and help, yeah, I think so. And helped him also with that uh, project. It's just pretty cool. Like, even though it's maybe not directly on trail or has trail access, it's cool to see listeners who have a hiking background, like taking that kind of idea of a shelter yeah. and actually building something. And it's beautiful. It looks like a legit three-sided AT style shelter. Absolutely. Yep. Well, we well, actually, you know, we'll repost a photo of it. Yeah, we'll we post a photo. We actually have an update oh. from the project oh. itself. Okay. So let me go ahead and play this. Dear Trail Show Forum. I know this story sounds crazy, but every word is true. Skunk Cabbage and I agreed to help Slack and Boo with their dream of building a shelter on their new urban wilderness property last night. We look forward to a good time with our trail show acquaintances, but we were in for a nightmare. <laughs> First, when they finally offered a beer, I stole a quick glance at the bottom. Expired. Oh. In the spirit of keeping the pace, I let this slide. 
Then, after working nonstop for hours, under unsafe conditions, food was finally offered. Bad bologna and a side of bacon grease. Oh. After they insisted that we mountain bike, cross-country ski, and kayak with them, we were finally allowed to crawl off to our tent while they hogged the newly built shelter. As we shivered in the cold rain, we could see their mocking faces lit by the flames of the jeans they had stolen from us. The next morning, we packed up our soaking wet gear in the rain and escaped. When this site shows up on Reserve America, for the love of God, don't go. Reserve America. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that Lemuel? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was. But oh, then we boy. also got an update from the other side of the. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What's up, Trail Show? This is Boo and Slackjaw coming to you live from rainy and muddy northwestern Pennsylvania as we do a live dedication of the newly constructed Slack Shack. We want to give a special thanks to those that helped build the Slack Shack. Number one, Boo, myself, the mastermind. Boo. The Allegheny chapter of the North Country Trail Association. Oh, I mean, it's a great trail. Noah Shetler, who is the millwright. Quick, I can get back to work. Arlo, the Sawyer and Recon Man. Not country. Mike, the bird man. Sweet, sweet. Dan, the man from Colistan. Colistan. Lemuel, the hangry litter bug and minister of safety third. Lemuel. Skunk Cabot, the chest and lighting in my eyes all the time Aunt coordinator. Elise, chest and good vibes all the time. Fit, um. the Wolf Patrol Pepperoni Stick Disposal Unit. Wolf. Young Steve, the progress monitor. Steve. The Bobby Stanton, the cat means consultant. And special thanks from Slackshaw, the, the Buffalo Jack Wagon facilitator. Always, always perpetually on an improvement plan and expired beer disposal unit. Also, special, special thanks to our sponsor for dubious hiking information, furlicious opinions, and beer label education. Listen to the trail show, people, because we don't. And remember to leave no trace. Boo and Slackjaw. Slackjaw, out. Out. They did it trail show donor style. I love that. Well, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's really that's wonderful. awesome. Really yeah. wonderful. I feel like they called Lemuel Lame Mule. They, uh, I, that's, I, that's yeah. fine. Or Lay okay. Mule. Lame Mule. That's how it's pronounced. I think it's called yeah. Lame Mule. Yeah. Lame Mule? Totally like a lame Yule tide carol? Lame Mule? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't called them that. I, it didn't yeah. even occur to me. I how love alternate pronunciations. Yeah. My favorite thing. We've never anyway. done that, though, on the trail Well, show. that's awesome, you guys. I'm so excited for them. If I'm ever down in PA, I'm definitely going to go check that out. No doubt. I want to so. sleep in the Slack Shack one night. The Slack Shack. As and long then as start there's your no source to sea trip shack. down to the yeah. river. Totally. Ooh. Yeah. Let's slack do it. Slack Shack, baby. Yeah. All right. Trail news. Done. Yep. Done. Update on Slack Shack. Done. All the news that's fit for the trail. Do we have any more hotline calls we want to play at the moment? What about trips? Um, yeah, let's save some. We have two okay. more calls. We can save them. Let's save them. Trip reports. Who goes? I first? have not gone anywhere, what? but I do have some exciting news. I Please. hired a. I hired a running coach. Wait a minute. Really? This isn't a running podcast. 
Yes, Wait, I'm running about, on trails. Tell us about okay. your running coach. What, who did you hire and why? I hired what do you expect a, to get person, a coach named Margaret Spring. Okay. And it is, as I age and, and post back surgery, I feel like I've become even slower, if that's possible. And while I what? don't necessarily care about my pace inherently, I just want to be able to like not have to run for two hours to be able to run any sort of distance. And I also want to be like safe with my back and stuff. So I decided to hire a coach for the winter to help me. Safety first. Get better. Yeah. I'll let you guys know how it goes. So what are you doing with the running coach? What is she? What is well, we're not officially starting until Friday. Okay. We've just what, had some what? initial meetings, but she'll design runs for me and like goals, like some speed goals, I think some sprinting and things like mm-hmm. that. So Beauty I don't know. To film we'll see. Running. So that oh, I did a gait analysis. I had a gait analysis. I had to film myself running on a treadmill, and the only one I could really find was down at the running store, which is right on F Street. So I was like, middle of winter, dumping snow. I was like, shorts and tanked up running on their the treadmill, window, right, right by the window. By shopping. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'll That's keep crazy. you guys posted. Yeah. All right. How about you guys? Trips. Water hikes, Triple uh, <laughs> No, water I actually, trails? I went on a long marathon link loop that involved the Foothills Trail and the Palmetto Ooh. Trail. So it's like in Table Rock State Park yeah. where they both kind of end up at some point. So I went on the, I think it was the Foothills Trail. No, the Palmetto Trail first and then looped around on the foothills trail and ended up being just an, over a marathon. So I was pretty excited about that. In one day? Great, yeah. In Damn, one day. man. Off yeah. the couch doing 26 miles. Wow. Like 6,000 6, feet of elevation gain and loss. Ooh, My legs son. were yeah. a little jello the next day, but it was a fun tra- a fun day. Wow. Yeah. Man, I used to go day hike in table rock state park when i was an undergraduate at clemson no way way it's a nice but... state park it's a great oh yeah the, the table rock itself is really pretty yep i used to do the hike up sassafras mountain which is mm-hmm. right there uh, there's, a, there's a bit of elevation gain in that park if you want it <laughs> yeah yeah there is i actually and i actually found like this really cool like root at one point that i really okay. want to try and make something out of but I had to leave it somewhere out there, and I don't know if I can find it again. So I might have mm. to go back. Oh, an actual root. An actual root. Like okay, was I was like, what do you mean root. you found a root? Like, oh, there's oh, like, oh, oh, I could do that rock scramble, like, over there. No, and no, get to that. an okay. actual root of a tree. Okay, that, like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, got it. Not that I would ever take a root, you know, leave no trace, but. Oh, come on. Right. You know, East Coast. Anyway. You can take as many roots as you want. They are abundant. <laughs> That's true. That is true. What about you, Dilo? I took a trip to my in-laws for Thanksgiving, maybe. <laughs> New York? Um, yeah. I okay. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I Probably the most exciting thing I did, which might not be appropriate for the trail show, is a little snowboarding excursion with that young man right there. Oh, boy. Where we were at. Danger zone. Where we went, where I followed him down the most um, marginal, double black 
natural surfaced ski trail that I've probably ever oh, been boy. on that I really look forward to going back to and probably the highlight of this little snowboard expedition, which took us about 20 minutes. It was all marked trails, but it took us about 20 minutes. Probably the highlight was when the trail narrowed to about three feet wide and went across a swamp with like reeds up on both sides. Whoa. Mm. And barely enough snow to kind of make it across mm-hmm. with, I like, hate that. with like potholes off to either uh-huh. side mm-hmm. with like water in there. Rot- was, uh, rotten spots. With, uh, with like open water? Yeah, open water to the side. It was really fun. It was really fun. Type two fun, maybe? No, it was super it was fun. Type it was type one I, fun. Okay. It's type two fun it if you fall been, in and get yeah, out. It could have been type two. Type that's two type two. If, it's type two fun if you're that's above your you know ability level, but the, it True. was fine. Or if you or if the or if the ice breaks. Or if the ice breaks. It was fine for me in my snowboard. And I really look forward to going back to check out that trail when there's adequate snow. Nice. That's about all I got. I'm embarrassed to tell you. A little embarrassed to tell you what I've been up to, but um, it doesn't really kind of involves more walking. Oh, just say it. Just say it. I've been playing a good bit of golf lately. Blinded (laughs) by the white. So as a youth in both junior high and high school, I played a lot of golf. I was actually on the junior varsity golf team in high school and as soon as I went to Clemson, I got rid of my clubs and I didn't think about golf much until I started going to Mexico, which is about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and started playing and realized I could still par some holes and I still remembered a lot of that stuff. And yeah, I've been doing some snow golfing, which is, hmm. I, I like to call it backcountry golfing. So there's a golf course near me that will go unnamed and apparently in the winter there's no one there to collect fees which means if you're willing to walk you can play for free so me and a guy have been going out there and we've been we've been walking around and hitting some balls high visibility balls are really key you don't want to play white balls on white snow trail tip uh red balls yellow balls green balls work better what about and blue balls? Blue balls also work. Do they? Depend. Yeah. Mm, okay. um, I also found that that little mini bottles of fireball helps when you're playing backcountry <laughs> golf. S- hitting a ball out of snow is not like hitting a ball out of sand. Just remember that. And that's it. That's all I'm going to speak on in regards to what I've been doing the last month. So, so. I, I am, have never, ever been golfing. I've tried to go golfing like once or twice. And I was in Colorado in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the well, no, I was there in the spring. But we had a work get together, and these work get-togethers are like, you know, a day and a half of like nonstop activities, talking about work, hiking, eating, drinking, just nonstop activities, just like dawn to dusk type yep. of thing. It's just like whoa. Yep. Um, yep. and just team building because we don't ever see anybody we're all just work right where i am right now anyways one of our activities was to go to the driving range way out there on the east side of i-25 in the denver metro region and okay. they had wings and appetizers and beer and we're up oh on you went to top golf we went, went to top golf you went to top golf and that's when i realized that 
man, like I like I just, well, can I can I just like hang out and drink? Because like, <laughs> the golfing thing is not easy and it's not no. and you're just like oh let me see if I hit this ball and you're, you're like oh yeah. i just like did not hit the ball at all yeah it like dropped down three stories and landed at somebody's drink below me you know it's just like <laughs> it was like terrible it was like awful um and oh, i realized man. that i really know do not know how to golf and i, I kind of think like i feel like a man should know how to golf a little bit Oh my God! I hate to say it. Oh say my it. God! I hate, to say it. I hate to say that because I feel the same way that you do right now, Pod. But so many men know how to golf, and if you're with other men, so it's either it's either you know how to golf and you feel comfortable being around other men who know how to golf, or if you don't know how to golf and you find yourself in a golfing situation, you mm -hmm. get the hell out. You get out of there. You get out. Of, you run. You don't you run be away. There. Yeah, you should not be there because you should learn how to golf when you're a child, like Disco did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I or learned you should as just, a youth. You should just not do it. And so I'm, a, yeah. I'm of the not do it camp. But I was like, I can't go anywhere. It's like, or there's the camp of like you could be an actualized human being and be like, well, I don't know how to do this, but I'll hang out with oh. you guys and just drink or. No, I'll well, just I shoot the go. ball and it'll be no, funny because it'll, well, that's you know, exactly whatever. What I did. That's exactly what I did, but it's, it's very humbling. It's very humbling. There's a the, when you're the, the only man. Who no, I hear you, D'Lo. It's humbling. It's, it's humbling. Yeah. You know, there's YouTube. A lot of YouTube videos out there. I don't really want to learn how to golf. I could care okay. less about golfing. Okay. I could give okay. two shirts mm -hmm. about golfing. Yeah. yeah. I've got two points. The first <laughs> is I really would have hoped that Disco would have gone for disc golf. I, I also disc golf. Your name. Okay, no, good. At least yeah. at least, we actually have we, we, we actually have a disc this. golf basket in our backyard. Oh, well, we do. There you go. And I throw every day. And I will say, Pod and I were talking about the what is it, the Venn diagram of different hobbies and sports mm -hmm. and leisure activities that cross over. I actually know a fair number of disc golfers that ball golf, as I like to call it, but I do not know a single ball golfer that disc golfs other than me. And I. I probably disc golf more than I ball golf. Or what was I your have. second point, Triple O? Yeah, please. Oh, my second point was my <laughs> only experience with golf, which is I once went with my favorite uncle, okay. and then my uncle, my my, my aunt's husband, ex ex husband, to golf with them. I don't know why they took me, but I shot like a hundred and thirty something. Like just crazy high numbers. You kept but, score your first time. Yeah, but this That's is the best crazy. part. Is that like on like hole like 15 or something? I was shooting like, I don't know, 15 on this hole or something. And my my aunt's husband accused me of shaving a point. Oh my god. score. And my <laughs> uncle, my favorite uncle, your like about killed him because he was like, What do you mean he's shaving a point? He's shooting 130. He can't be shaving a point. <laughs> <laughs> was and the, was and the guy like, serious? Like he was the guy upset. Was serious. You were... one of my, and, and the guy turned Ooh. out to be a jerk anyway. So apparently, it, it I like should have known at that moment. Sure, a point. Yeah. Well, oh since we're God. telling golf stories, please. I I went golfing once when I back when I worked for General Motors. I went to a uh, what's it called? You played top golf, Pod. I've seen. Yeah, but and that doesn't count. Uh, okay. This was like real golf. Like you have to wear. There's like a clothing Ball requirement. Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there's a certain type of game that we played where you have a team of four and there's different teams of four. Yeah. And doing um, scramble, best ball, skin. Yeah, maybe it was a choice. scramble. What do you got? I don't know. Scramble? Anyway. Okay. 
I apparently was on the team with this like uh this executive at GM who I later found out was like a real creep and like tried to Ooh. definitely use his power to like manipulate women into uh very how'd you, difficult how'd you and uncomfortable situations. He requested that I was on his team. Uh okay. I found out later. But he didn't know he didn't know me at, apparently. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, so I show up and it's him and me and then these other two guys that I worked with who were just total uh I don't know how to say it. They were just like say it. They were like not ups, but they just were fooling around all the time. How dare you? The jokers. And I don't know how they ended up on this team too, but anyway, so we go to the first hole and he goes to hit the ball and he was taking forever to like hit the ball. And I was like, Emily, yeah. So I'm used to putt putt. Right. And so uh, right when he goes to swing, I turned to the guys and I was like, so how many drinks are we going to have today? And he got so like got enraged. And I was, yes. And I was like, why? Uh, and then he was like, "You can't talk when someone's addressing the ball." Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's usually like during the backswing you don't. And want I, to speak, well, that's but... what I did because I, we were yeah, waiting that's... forever. I was like, I mean, what kind of athletes are golfers? I know. They can't handle someone talking, man. Like other high performance athletes are literally getting yelled at by right. ninety thousand people up. at a time. Triple up. This is the what thing is I wrong I, with I, golfers. This is the thing I detest about golf. There's so much. Or I should say, in the past, there's been so much etiquette involved yes, with golf but nowadays it. things are starting to get a little more loose a little yeah. more fluid lots of loud colors are being worn on the course lots of untucked shirts things that were that were frowned upon 10 20 years ago are now the norm and yeah. i welcome it <clears throat> like yeah. snow golfing. So but talking during a backswing is still not okay P.O.D. no there should well, be a home field advantage it, it took too long great. He took too long. You should be like shooting a free throw. You hold somebody's head up on a you know, sign. You know, in baseball, there's a time limit. There's a time limit in baseball now. That's so, new. That's new. And I'm just saying, it took too long. It was boring. Yeah. Oh, so, I also went to a baseball game. Ooh. Uh-huh. On, on my one, yeah, one of December. One of these three meetings. This is in September. I went to a baseball game. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. September. September. We've had, like multiple yeah. no. shows. Three no. months ago. I, I, just wanna, I just want to impress upon you. Yeah, I went to a baseball things, game in 95. The types of things too, that I have to do for these work meetings. We go golfing. We go to baseball games. These are like manly things. And I'll tell you straight up I don't do these things. These are not my things. I don't go to baseball games. Maybe you're not a man. I might go mini golfing with my children, but I don't. Mini golf, mini golf is acceptable. Anytime there's like a a, a windmill, windmill, a fake windmill, yeah. that yeah. that's acceptable. I can get on board with that. Anyway, well, okay. All right. I, I think we should uh, maybe Trips. go to break. Okay. And uh, hit some balls. Okay. And, and when then we come we can... back. We we'll have our trail of the month. I think that's a good plan. Le Hexatrek. Don't go anywhere.
this has been Dr. Pierce Bottoms again, and I never listened to the trail show. All right, folks, trail show is back. We're going to get right into our trail of the month. We're heading across the pond once again to a trail I personally didn't know about until about two weeks ago. I don't know how I'd never heard of the Hexatrek, but um, it is a roughly 3,000K trail, which is 1,800 miles-ish in U.S. numbers uh, in France. We're here with Lauren Longway Rorick to tell us about Le Hexatrek. It's the Hexatrek. Okay. Le Hexatrek. So I think we should get... You know, just get straight to it. Um, how many croissants did you eat while you were hiking the hex check? <laughs> oh, the limit does not exist. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we're going to have to get into food. That's yeah. a huge yeah. endorsement for this. But, but let, let's do nuts and bolts. Where does yeah, this yeah, let's do nuts start and, bolts. and finish? Which way did you hike it? What season did you hike it in? That sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, as you said, it's 3000 kilometers long. So just shy of 2000 miles. It starts at the German border in the north of France in a little town called Wissembourg, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah, just a really small town. There's a little mailbox with a Hexatrek sticker. And then you start heading south. I started on May 31st and it took me 120 days to do it. I finished right at the end of September and uh, it finishes on the Atlantic coast in a little city called Undai. Uh, right on the Spanish border. Oh, interesting. Uh, is it anywhere near where the Camino GR de Santiago 11. finishes? Yeah, very okay. close. So I think Bilbao is just on the Spanish side of that border and Undai is just on the French side of there. So it's it's right oh, in there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And we both wow. go through Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, which is like one of the cities on the Camino. So you do a little bit of crossover, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. How how long has the Hexatrek been a trail? Ah, so this was only its second year, so it's not surprising uh, that you haven't heard of it. So they okay. just ah, finally okay. like put it out and like had the first set of kind of pioneers go hike it last year, and then so I was one of like the first just random public strangers to go hike it, basically. How how did it get on your radar? Instagram. I just saw a post about it like a year ago, and I was like, that looks really cool. And then I just oh. got obsessed with it and decided to go to France. And how is, I mean, if it's only a couple of years old, how is the, um, what, how is the trail? Is it well marked? Is it a mix of urban and rural? Like, do you get up into the high mountains at all? Oh, yeah. So they did a really good job of keeping it as kind of remote and mountainous as they possibly could with some extra challenging hiking. And uh, Mm. yeah, it's, it's a serious contender. Um, it is, it uses some existing like GR trails and local trails and kind of pieces mm-hmm. things together into a long distance trail, trail, uh, trail infrastructure in France is already really good. So they've kind of piggybacked yeah. on that and just made a long distance route that covers the whole country. Hmm. What about the trail tread? Is it a lot of road walking? Is it a lot of dirt trails? Is it a mix? What, what are, what are we talking about? I'd say majority is like single track trail. Uh, maybe like okay. less than less than 10% is road walking. And that includes the trail, like walking into towns, which is nice. Wow. So it's so much to resupply, which is pretty cool. Um, it spends a lot of time in like the high Alps, the high Pyrenees. It gets really out there wow. and it's super gorgeous. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Huh. Were there Sorry, any snow ahead. issues since you, uh, snow issues, since you mentioned it goes up high, did you have to deal with ice axes and self-arresting and sketchy passes or anything like that? 
Well, so I didn't bring an ice axe and I didn't bring microspikes. There was probably a section where microspikes would have been useful because I was in the Alps fairly early in like mm-hmm. Alpine spring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just took it real slow in my steps over a, like a mildly sketchy pass and live to tell the tale. I wouldn't recommend it to other people to do that. So either wait a few more days till it's less terrible mm-hmm. or bring your microspikes for that one small section. But everything else is pretty snow free. Mm. Is that normal, do you think? Do you I think would that's... say so. They had okay. a kind of a late snow year in 2023, so there was more snow than kind of previously oh, anticipated. Okay. So mm-hmm. usually by mid-June, late June, early July, like you should be pretty okay. Okay. Just out of curiosity, do you have any kind of long-distance hiking background on U.S. trails, or did you just like, I'm doing Hexatrek as my first long hike, let's go? Uh, I did the PCT in the Colorado Trail in 2021. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yo, you so. did them both in the same year. Yeah, kind of not on purpose. I was one of those like transplants from the PCT to the Colorado oh, Trail because of, of the all wet. the fires. Yeah. yeah. Understood. <laughs> so yeah. sort of made a combined effort there. Right. Odd question. Were you filtering water on Hexatrek? Sometimes. Honestly, not nearly as much as I did on the PCT. The water quality there is surprisingly high, and I kind of just got lazy and stopped doing it unless Were I you're... saw animals. Were Europeans horrified that you were drinking water straight out of streams? No, because they were doing it first. I just sort of looked to the Whoa. French people and was what? like, what are they doing? And the French were like, oh, our water's great. Let's just drink it. Yeah. So Next, I followed their lead on that one. Next European question. Were the Europeans <laughs> horrified that you were most likely not hiking in full grain upper leather boots <laughs> some of the yeah. only people i really got comments were like middle-aged men and they would look at me and be like you're never gonna get anywhere never gonna boots. make it i was like i'm already two thousand kilometers in where have you come from so did they know. say did they say <laughs> you you can't hike in tennis shoes yeah pretty much yeah they're like <laughs> yeah, what are okay. those funny shoes and i was wearing shorts the whole time yeah. they would just look yeah. at me like i was some kind of zoo creature most of the time yeah, yeah. The sounds you didn't very have, you didn't have like high gators on on dry trails yeah, right. Exactly. Short shorts. And mountaineering boots. Yeah. $400 leather, Italian leather mountaineering boots with exactly. high gators on dry trails. Yeah, right. So you have to be prepared. That's right. Oh, Going back okay. to like the basics mm-hmm. of this trail, do you, could you, do you know the name behind it? Like why it's called the Hexatrek? I do. So France itself is kind of like a six sided shape. So they often refer to France itself as uh, the hexagon. And then the trail is divided into six separate stages um, that kind of denote differences in the topography. Um, So it's it's a little bit of both. Okay. Do you speak French? And if you do or don't, is it important that one knows some French to hike this trail sufficiently? Yeah. So being Canadian, you would think that maybe I would speak some French. Um, I didn't. I spent a couple of months dabbling in the French language before I left so that I wouldn't be completely lost. And yeah. that definitely made a difference. And I okay. practiced it quite a bit while I was on trail. I hiked with most. I hiked with mostly French hikers, mm. um, and most of my day to day interactions were in some combination of French, English, whatever I could like, kind of get out there because most English. of the, exactly English. most of the smaller villages that you're going to end up in, French will be an asset for sure. You could do it without; you wouldn't die, but you'll have a much better time if you take a little bit of effort to learn some French. Okay, that's. Uh, what about the the section in the Pyrenees? Do you dip into Spain at all, or do you always stay on the French? You do you do dip into yeah, Spain so and Andorra. Up, 
I saw. Yeah. Andorra. Yeah, so you end up kind of being in five countries. So you like start on the mm-hmm. German border, you dip into Switzerland for about 100 kilometers, you go oh. through, you cross Andorra entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're in Spain for maybe almost 200 kilometers, and then you're in France as well. So you get a little, like quite a good flavor for that area of Europe. Yeah, we, so we hiked, I don't know, half of the GR11 many moons ago and went through Andorra on that trail. Um, Not many people have been to Andorra, so. No, it's tiny. Yeah, right? It's like the size of Washington, <laughs> D.C., I think. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't and it totally looks like sure Bale. it was a real country at first, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about food. Yeah. Let's talk about resupply. What was that like? So the, the food carries? carries, yeah, they weren't super long. I'd say between two and four days was typical, which was really nice. Mm. Um, and then there was only one maybe really long, or quote unquote really long. It was like a six mm-hmm. day carry through the Alps. Um, right. But okay. yeah, they they don't do like your typical like convenience backpacker food particularly well. You know, the yeah. high calorie, real fast, eat on the go kind of food. Um, but I did definitely have multiple days where I would stick a full baguette in my backpack and munch on croissants nice. and a lot of like cured meats and cheeses meats. of every variety. And like every mm-hmm. region has its own cheese and its own type of bread and its own type of wine. And they're very proud of all of them. Mm-hmm. And so you get to sample a lot of nice food along the way. Did Were you come across awesome. sorry, any uh, baguette vending machines? Yes, I did. What? I love those. What? Yeah. That's a, a thing? One, yeah, it's like a, yeah, a bread vending <laughs> yes. machine with different kinds of bread, and it works just like a regular vending machine, but it's full of baguettes. And it's and good. It's good and it's bread. Good. Yeah, they're super handy. Wow. <laughs> That's Disco incredible. Is losing his mind. Wait a minute. Yeah. What? It- like how many euros? How much is a baguette from a baguette vending machine? What are we talking? Probably like a euro or something. They're cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Huh. You know, <laughs> That's got you sold just now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now. So That's amazing. We hiked, we hiked to GR11. We said the five food okay. groups of the. Uh, oh, what's that? The Northern Spaniard. Called? The Northern Spaniard. Hard bread. Mm-hmm. Cured meats cheese wine mm-hmm. and cigarettes yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> i mean french breakfast is a cigarette in the car i was like so. how do these people ever poop <laughs> yeah i mean it's a yeah it's a hard tack sort of diet i mean it it's, really yeah. is yeah okay. what um what what else what are some things that stand out to you i mean you've done some hiking you know on the western hemisphere so like what were some of the like maybe highlights or sections that you were like wow this is really unique or that you just really enjoyed i think one of the things that surprised me the most was just how diverse the natural landscapes are in france like nearly every 100 kilometers it's like you're on a different planet like the alps are so different from the southern alps which are so different from the pyrenees which are so different from like the gorges and it's just like constant newness coming up and it's so beautiful um, and I also really liked the kind of refuge culture that they have over there. So they have these refuges that are spotted mm-hmm. along trails and whatever. Um, and some of them are guarded, as in there's someone that works there and like prepares food and maybe you can, you know, get a bed or something. Um, whereas some of them are unguarded and they're just free and open and you can sleep in them. Um, so I really quite liked that. I took advantage of a lot in the Pyrenees because the weather was starting to turn a little chilly and funny. Um, but that that was quite a cool experience being able to take part in those and just like meet other hikers and um, participate in that local culture a little bit more. Did you camp? And, yeah, I spent I'd say eighty percent of my nights in a tent. Oh, really? And yeah, that was yeah. okay. It wasn't 
you didn't have to like hunt for a camping spot. You weren't camping on private property and trying to leave super early in the morning. It was, mm. it was possible to wild camp. Wild <laughs> yeah. Camp. So France is really cool in that sort of this, uh, free right to bivouac is a very important part of ah, the culture. Right to okay. roam. Yeah, right to they roam. differentiate between bivouacking and camping. So bivouac, hmm. you can pretty much set up your tent personally just about anywhere as long as you're not like intruding or like very obviously on like private property as mm -hmm. long as it's kind of like after 7 p.m. and you're wrapped up and you're gone before 9 a.m. So oh, wow. it That's so leisurely. So I, I, I didn't I know I that. Knew that when I, was in I didn't know that, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's why me and my friends didn't get arrested in 1996 when we slept when we took the wrong train in the Louvre when we took the wrong train and we just camped in the church grass and yeah. then left the next morning like i yeah, didn't no you know like really you, you can't really, care. you can't sometimes mm. you can't do that sometimes people no i would never do that in canada <laughs> yeah or in the united states you wouldn't do that no. but in france in 1996 my friends and i did that and we camped out and we had a tent and a lawn and we just left in the morning but that's that's why very interesting yeah exactly so camp opportunities so cool. are abundant absolutely yeah you can pick some wow. really beautiful spots and not have to worry about being disturbed wow so our very own out of order here did a 7,000 mile hike from the top of Norway to the bottom of Spain Ooh. and hiked through France and did not know about this. It, oh, it no. makes... I'm very sad. <laughs> I yeah. was nervous. It would have made night. your life a lot easier. <laughs> I <Yeah. know. laughs> And it's interesting because if you ask French people like, oh, can I camp here? They'll be like, no, no, no. And you're like, oh, but can I bivouac here? They're like, yeah, no worries. Go for it. So that, it's oh, like a they strong between So what does camping mean for them? It's like hanging yeah. out like with your car? kids in your car. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, ah, it's okay. Yeah. 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 Bivouacking is, bivouac you know, is what like, disco yeah, likes to do. Very, yeah. You, utilitarian. You could, you could <laughs> yeah. bivouac here. Just, bivouac. Yeah, yeah, man. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can't, even if I'm on a day hike, I'll spot a little just a, enough to get like a, you know, a ridge rest down on a yeah, flat piece of ground. Memory. Like, you commit you could, it to memory in case you yeah. come back there, uh -huh. in case you're back there and it's inclement weather and you're like, you know what, I don't, I don't I need could, to go I home tonight. Bivouac I bivouac right bivouac there. Here. Yeah, that's what I do. Wow. That's what I do, yeah. I'm always on the lookout for bivouac spots after I hike yeah. the disco and after he said that all the time. Now, yeah, and I still do it, man. He does. Like, I cannot. He's he's like out on the golf course, and he's like, man, you I'm... could bivouac over there in that oh, sand yeah, there's trap. Some good, there's some good trees over bunkers. <laughs> yeah. just, you could slide in, and yeah, as long as you're out early next morning, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, totally. Are there any fees involved with the hexatrack? No, it, there's no, no permits. permits. There's no fees. There's no nothing. What? I keep trying to convince the association to ask people to donate, and they're like, oh, yeah. maybe. I'm like, ask people for money. They should give you money. But uh, yeah. not as like an official thing. Um, so yeah, the refuges, I guess there's a hand, you know, they would charge you to sleep inside of them. Um, just about every town has a municipal campground that you can use. Um, they're usually like between five and wow. 10 euro. You can use the washrooms and the washing machines and wash your laundry and charge everything. That sounds amazing. Keep moving. Yeah, it's really convenient. It's pretty nice. Wow. So even your town stops end up being like quite affordable because you just stay at the local campground instead right. of like trying to find a motel or a hotel or something. And hmm. the local campground had showers, laundry. It did. I, yeah. I missed that because somebody yeah. had to say goodnight to somebody. But... Ah, no worries. Okay. Yeah, all the okay. amenities. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Amazing. So you mentioned you had hiked the PCT before. A lot of our mm -hmm. listeners have done some or all of the PCT. How would you compare this trail to the PCT specifically, or not? Mm hmm. 
So as far as terrain goes, you know, they say the PCT is graded for horses, even though there are definitely sections that aren't. I would say this trail is more or less graded for mountain goats. Um, You find a lot. style. style. Yeah, exactly. A lot fewer setbacks, a lot steeper climbs, a lot of like up a thousand meters, down a thousand meters, up a thousand meters, down a thousand meters until your brain hurts. Um, And then, but as far as like trail culture goes, because it's such a new through hike, you don't have so many hikers out there. I spent probably at least half of it solo and the Mm. other half with like one or two hikers at a time. Mm. Um, So there were only about 200 people who did the trail this year or like attempted it this year. And I think I ran into maybe a dozen other hexatrekkers along the four months. Um, wow okay so there are other pretty people... good pickup though for just having yeah. been created a couple of years ago Absolutely, well, there's a lot yeah. of people in europe there sure That's are true. yeah and they like to hike <laughs> do, they you, do like to do hike. you refer to yourself as a hexatrekker is that yeah, that's sort of the that's moniker. The Even yeah. the French people, they're like, le hexatrek. Yeah, hexatrekker, yeah. you know. Hexatrekker. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> le hexatrekker, le hexatrekker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Long way, you mentioned the association. Can you talk mm-hmm. to us about Hexatrek Association or what that is? Yeah, so it's still relatively small as the trail's pretty new. So basically the founder of the Hexatrek, Kevin, uh, which is not a very French-sounding name to me, but his name is no. Kevin. Uh, he hiked the PCT, I think, like during 2020, and oh. just really, yeah, so totally weird year to do it, especially coming from France. Um, yeah. But then uh, fell in love with, you know, this idea and was like, we have all of the building blocks for this in France. Like, we've got these beautiful long trails, we've got the infrastructure, we have this like right to bivouac, you know, we've got all of the pieces, but yet no one's like put together a, an official route. So he spent a bunch of time like putting together this route grabbed a couple other people on board um, who I've had the pleasure of meeting and chatting with. Um, Will is one of the guys. He hosted me when I first arrived at the trail, uh, which was super nice of him. And then, yeah, they've just been kind of building this. They did a big Kickstarter campaign that raised like 60,000 euros or something for all the infrastructure um, that they need to put together the website. And they have an app that's like got all the maps and your waypoints and all that kind of stuff on there to navigate and then um they have what's called the hexa bus which is a van mm. that kevin now lives in and he drives around the trail what? and provides trail magic and what? i got to teach him what slack packing is by giving him all my gear and telling him to meet me 30 kilometers later <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah okay. so they've done a really good job of it yeah i i have a bit of a odd question for you mm-hmm. uh what would you say to American hiker, I'm asking for a friend. What would you say to American <laughs> hikers that are curious about the Hexatrek, but that are afraid mm-hmm. to go to France because they've heard French people are rude, especially to ah. Americans? Yeah, you know, they have that reputation, but I think that, that reputation a lot of the time is just from like Paris. So Parisians, I would say, right. don't represent France as a whole. And I had a really nice interaction with pretty much every French person I met. I found them very warm and welcoming and helpful. And yeah. like, you know, sometimes they have a funny way of showing it, but I think they're lovely. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't have any bad experiences. I did do my best to like start conversations in French, but you know, as soon as that ran out, they didn't have a problem like, you know, working with me. Trying, yeah, English, right. whatever. I did find people like very kind and welcoming, especially in small villages where like, you know, we're bringing okay. business to their tiny towns, which is good yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you said you started at the German border and hiked mm-hmm. south. So if someone were to do, like, I guess two questions. A, is southbound the the quote-unquote right way to do it? And B, where do you fly into and fly out of if you're doing Hexatrek? 
Yeah. So most people go southbound, although you can okay. definitely go either direction. It wouldn't spoil the journey either way. And okay. it's more or less the same window of time. It just okay. kind of depends That's on what's your preference. You would start in the yeah. Pyrenees, which is technically a bit more challenging than the Vosges, where you start in going southbound. So you get a better warm up if you go southbound. You get like 500 mm -hmm. kilometers of like, you know, mm -hmm. good trail leg building terrain. Um, and then, sorry, what was your second question? I blanked. Where do you fly into? Oh, yeah. yeah. Out of so I flew into Zurich just because that was where Zurich, the flight okay. was. Yeah. And then I took a train from Zurich to Strasbourg, stayed for a night uh, with Will and his girlfriend. They like showed me around town. I got fuel and a day of resupply. And then I took like an hour train to Wissenburg and started the trail from there. So pretty much you could fly into wherever is cheapest and you'll be able to find a train or a bus that gets you out to Wissenburg. Like once you're there, mm -hmm. public transit is super convenient and pretty cheap and easy. So I just kind of like look for surrounding areas that are the cheapest to fly into and just go for it. And right, what about have... Spain? What about leaving? What about Spain? Why would you leave through Spain? You're in France. Sorry. What about you're right, on the border. right on the border? So you could fly out of Bilbao if you wanted. I ended up taking a bus up to Bordeaux and I flew out of Bordeaux, uh, but I was flying to Germany. So I just went up to Germany, hung out with my friends and then flew out. Who's Will? Sorry. What? You, you said when you flew, when you flew into <laughs> Zurich, you went up and stayed with Will. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. before, wait, before you ask it, but before you answer about Will, I have two questions that I would add, like to ask after you yes. finish talking about Will. Thank you. Okay, back to Will. Yeah, who's Will? Oh, he's uh, one of the Hexatrek Association members who hosted me when I first arrived. Okay. Um, so they put me up for a day and just like okay. let me settle in for a minute and then before yep. sending me off onto the trail on my own, which was very oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I just reached out to him on Instagram, and he was like, oh, do you need somewhere to stay? And I was like, uh, Come stay always? with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, How close so. is the nearest bread vending machine? Yeah, yeah right? By exactly. the way, if you look in the chat of our Zoom, I saw that. Uh, Triple O put up a photo of a baguette vending machine, which I don't – yeah, sure. That's okay, I have two questions. Thing. I have two questions. Yeah. You mentioned fuel. What's the fuel situation? What do you cook with? What kind mm -hmm. of stove do you need? Because it's Europe. If you're coming from the America – like most of our the America, are, the America, from America, the like US most of our a. listeners are, you're like, what mm -hmm. do I do to cook over there? So talk yeah, to us about fair. fuel. So yeah. historically, or like you know, in recent history, um, there was sort of a reputation that you couldn't get regular like camping fuel in France. This is no longer the case. So they hmm. do have their own like special type of camping stove that clicks on to their very particular gas canisters, okay. um, but. France has become like a worldwide hiking destination and they know that and they have international fuel everywhere. Like you can get it at Decathlon. I use the MSR brand. I use the Jetboil brand. I use the Cathlon brand um, and you can find it pretty much anywhere. The only stage I had difficulty finding it was stage four. And that's just because it's not a super heavily trafficked area, um, but it was also a hundred degrees. So I didn't want to use it anyway. So, But you used yeah. canisters. You used canisters. Yep. Okay, yeah. Were you able to bring canisters. your own canister stove, or did you have to buy the kind mm. there? Oh, I had I had a stove that I brought with me, just that like BRS three thousand, yeah. that little like. And, and it works yeah. on the the canisters you can buy in France. Okay, yeah, totally. So could you so. buy Could you buy alcohol to cook on at um, pharmacies? Yes. Are you aware of that? Yes, yes you could. I okay. did hike with a guy who was using an alcohol stove, and he didn't have mm -hmm. any problem finding his alcohol okay. fuel as well. My next question. It's not about Will. 
it is about Hell the navigation. Guy. Was the navigation easy? Did you have trouble finding oh. the trail or was the trail super easy to follow? Was it signed? Was it marked? I know that it's a collection of existing trails. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes it easy to follow existing trails. But did you rely on a GPS? Did you, you know, how, how did that, the navigation work? Mm-hmm. I relied on the app pretty heavily because it's really mm-hmm. the only thing that can tell you exactly where to go. Because, yeah, maybe you're following the GR5 for a while, but then you look at your map and you're like, oh, crap, no, I veered off of the GR5 a mile back. So now I have to figure out, you know, how to reconnect or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the app is super helpful. Occasionally you'll run into a Hexatrek blaze, but that's really just to say like, hey, you're still here. Good job. Rather than like a tool for navigation. Mm. Um, they've been working with the local like municipalities and hiking jurisdictions. And the problem with France or like problem is really that every single part of France is like individually operated. And so getting all yeah. of the trail to agree on like one idea is probably impossible, but they're working really hard to like, at least get everyone to like, know that the Hexatrek exists. Okay. Um, stop taking down the sign it. Um, but that's going to take some time. <laughs> taking down the signs is that what you said yeah what and it's usually not even members of like the hiking association it's usually like some guy who's like this doesn't belong out here and he'll just take it down <laughs> wow yeah it's kind of funny that's like a not in my backyard type of guy it sounds no like. no it doesn't it's sound like that it just sounds like trail yeah, yeah. someone who's like hmm. oh no i don't know about the hexatrex so this yeah. is obviously in the wrong so place. it can't be real so we're gonna take down this yeah. yeah i think it's well-intentioned <laughs> but just misguided yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay were you um at all tempted like many cdt hikers are tempted who are slackers who cut off the the whole southern colorado mountains in the alps it seems to do on almost giant you mm. were you at all tempted to do uh, a cheap shortcut to miss oh some of the boy. best mountains on the trail you're casting aspersions triple so funny. o yeah so you've looked at the map and you know it does nearly a circle yeah oh, so I'm that section is uh the tour de Zécran. And it is so beautiful, but it is also one of the most difficult sections of the entire trail. Mm, So there were a lot of people who thought, you know what? I'm a little tired. I don't want to do that and cut across. I was not one of those people and was happy for it because even though it kicked my ass, it was really, really beautiful. So I didn't skip any of the sections of the trail, but there were quite a number of people I ran into who did, which, you know, hike your own hike, do your thing. But I didn't want to miss any of it. you You could walk south right from Geneva all the way to saint jean de maurienne for example and like mm-hmm. yeah yeah there are lots or of grenoble you can already... walk from geneva to grenoble totally i mean you can walk grenoble i mean you could take it you could take a, <laughs> yeah. you could take a train you could probably take a train from geneva you could, just you could skip the whole, the whole trail yeah. Yeah. just stay at home in your bed right. and watch but yeah but then it. you would miss amazing <laughs> section of trail yeah uh-huh. yeah so, really would. you mentioned that section was particularly difficult what was your average daily miles through mileage through that section about 30 kilometers a day so that's about 20 miles a day okay yeah, yeah. With, yeah. it was typically somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500 meters of climbing up and then also the same down which i think wow that's a lot yeah close to like 9,000 feet of climbing every day yeah um which was a lot <laughs> I, I will say this i know at least for me when i was hiking the gr11 there was a mental shift that had to occur initially when i saw like oh a thousand meter climb i was thinking like a thousand feet mm-hmm. no 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 no. a thousand meters more than three thousand <laughs> way more painful than a sure thousand feet and it sure is you learn that really quickly as an american hiker in europe mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to recalibrate the kilometers, the meters, you totally. got to adjust that internal compass for sure. Yeah. Although if you, every once in a while, you might get like a 40, 50 K day and you're like, it just yeah. seems huge. <laughs> yeah. It and it's still a big day, Absolutely. but like, but it's yeah. not like 50 miles, right? It's 50 right. No, but it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> Long way. Going back to the app real quick. Um, mm -hmm. The app you use to navigate, is that something that the HCA does or is that something by mm -hmm. Atlas Guides, Gut Hook? Like who makes that app? Where does that app come from? Uh, Kevin made it. I guess okay. Kevin so and his developers. So yeah, yeah. it is a, the official app of the trail, and uh, I think it's cool. it's the best place to get information because I don't think you can actually find it anywhere else on another app. You could get the GPX file, you could add it to another app, but like right. to have all of that information, the app is pretty pretty useful. And what's in there? Is there like info on like town resupplies mm -hmm. and water sources and all of the above? Camp it just doesn't have like crowdsourced information, so it doesn't. Doesn't have like a uh, okay. comment section, but they've also got a Discord community that's quite active that will give you that kind of extra piece of information. Um, it kind of becomes like an extension of your trail family. <laughs> and so what that, about that helps you? So, that helps you figure so, out what sort of resupply options you have in the next town, type of thing. Yeah, so the app will have grocery stores listed. Um, sometimes it wouldn't have all of them, and I just have to do a little bit of googling. Um, mm -hmm. Cell service is pretty good for like I'd say two thirds of the trail, which is nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you need so to buy a not... SIM card? I did. So I got a SIM card when I landed or when I got to Strasbourg and it's like 12 bucks a month, gives you a hundred gigs of data. It's really easy. Yeah. That's cheap. Yeah. Hmm. And they just like a pay as you go plan. They have a kiosk. You can just get it out of the kiosk. It prints a SIM card and you put it in your phone. Super easy. Wow. That's is that, awesome. Is that like orange or some other provider? Who is it? Uh, it was called free mobile. That's who I used. And free mobile. yeah, it was very, okay. very simple. Yeah. That's cheap. Yeah. People over here pay a lot more for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially a lot in less. Canada. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we've got very expensive cell phone plans. It's really weird. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, How tempted were you to, given your name especially, to just keep going on the Camino when you got to the oh, end of this? So <laughs> tempted. I nearly did it. Like, if I was, like, I'm not even really sure what stopped me from doing it. Oh, actually, I do know. Cause I called my mom and was like, will you come do the Camino with me? Cause I've been trying to get her to do it for years and she keeps bailing on me. And I was like, I'm going to go do it. And she's like, oh, back and forth, back and forth. And she said, I can't make it out right now. And I was like, okay, I'll save it for later and we'll go do it together. But had she like flown out, I would have just kept walking. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cause you can definitely just connect. I mean, it's right it. there. Yeah. It's just I know right there. you're. Yeah, you and I are on the same way, same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Long way. Is there anything that we haven't asked you about the Hexa Trek that mm. you want to get out there? I don't think so. I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. It's a super fun trail, and I had a really, really great time. Like, I just love talking about it because I, you know, I like I would do it again almost, and that's that's not something I say about pretty much any trail because there's so many in yeah. the world but i'm like oh i could probably get something else out of it if i did it again would you go the same direction or would you consider going nobo mm. you know i'd probably go nobo just to get the different for... seasons to see yeah. what the pyrenees look like in the spring instead of the fall yeah i oh, think that'd yeah. be fun yeah well, i have a question oh. <laughs> how did you manage visa issues Ooh. with yeah okay the yeah, that's a really length good of the trail 
Mm-hmm. So unless you do it in less than 90 days, you're going to need a long stay visa. And from what mm. I've been understanding, it's a little more complicated for Americans to get them because you guys don't have appointments available to get the visa in the first place. So my mm. friend is supposed to, he's, he's been trying to go and just like can't get an appointment with the French consulate. So I don't know. It might just require like very advanced planning um, as a Canadian you know, we got some funny ties to the French and it was yeah. really easy. It took me like two weeks and a hundred bucks and they gave me a five month visa and said, go ahead. Um, so it was very simple mm. as a Canadian. Um, the Americans, I think it just takes a little more planning and it might just be more expensive. Um, or you can just like oh. run through it and do it in 89 days. But I wouldn't recommend it. You really have to hustle and it would kind of suck. <laughs> but wow. that's just so, my style. Yeah, I know our good friend Rune from Denmark who hiked the PCT he mm-hmm. actually had to leave the United States for like mm-hmm. 24 hours and then mm-hmm. come back in. Like, I wonder if, so if there's those, some... Yeah, yeah, work that used to be work. an option. So it used to be you could only spend 180 days out of a calendar year in Europe, 90 days at a time, which meant a lot of people would just like okay. leave for a day, come yeah. back, and it was easy. But they've separated it now where you need a 90-day gap in between those 90-day chunks, which mm-hmm. is super annoying. Yeah, I know. Boo. I know. Okay. So they have changed Boo. the rules to uh to avoid just that because it used to be like, oh yeah, sure, like you could go into some other country for you know yeah. half a day, take a little vacation, come back, and get on trail, but not so no. many Interesting. I know. Cool. <laughs> wow, long way. This has been a blast. Come back on the show some yeah. other time. Absolutely. Yeah. Are, you, are you doing? Are you hiking anything in twenty twenty four? Any any plans? Uh, I am as of now. I just put in an application for a New Zealand visa because I want to go hike the TA in like. Oh a month boy! Yeah. Beauty, don't say anything. Beauty, don't say anything. By the way, we're just saying it is the exact same length trail. It is. The TA is. and the Hexatrek are. They the, are both three thousand oh, kilometers. Yeah. And it I took us four months to do that. Vastly different experiences. Vastly different. But, but you know, you know uh, that when you two hiked the TA, that was a couple decades ago yeah maybe uh-huh. 2015 16 long way what i can't tell you <laughs> yeah. is expect a lot more road walking you said yeah. that the uh hexatrek is 90 percent trails 10 percent road mm-hmm. it's the inverse no so. pod it is not the inverse <laughs> what it's their about... website says it's like 15 percent road walking That's but that could be not correct you know, yeah <laughs> wait a minute so who said the ta was 15 ta website says that so they, they might be exaggerating, or maybe it's gotten better. I don't know. They must but have I a the North different definition of a road. I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't get better. I mean, they don't want it because, to be Because there are so many the long sections where there is no place to put the trail. The only Beauty. place that they could move it is into, like, a sheep station, Paddocks. which is not better. <laughs> it's honestly not Beauty, better. this interview is not about the TA. This interview okay. is about the Hexatrek. Please. Yeah, when I come back, we can chat about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. my God. Adam was just in New Zealand, and it was wonderful. I didn't uh, like the TA, so don't let them Yeah, you didn't like the TA. <laughs> if you go with wheels, you'll have a Long great way, time. Don't listen okay. to P.O.D. Go over there and have a blast. Mm-hmm. Eat some eat some or drink some L&P sodas and eat what, what's that meat pies about? pineapple lumps Ooh, eat yeah. some meat pies pineapple and pineapple lumps, lumps. yeah yeah Gross. <laughs> okay cool well thank you very much for guesting with us tonight and uh, have fun in New Zealand absolutely thanks for having me so cool Perfect. awesome hey thanks so much and uh you know let us know if you're ever out in Salida or absolutely. in um South Vermont? Carolina or South in Vermont Carolina. 
the three yeah. places that we also, all live. This, this, this looks like the best trail to hike in Europe. Am I wrong? Like, it looks, it I, sounds I, like I, the best trip to it sounds yeah. like the best trail to hike in Europe. It's, it's awesome. like lots so. of good food, easy logistics. Mm-hmm. You just got to deal with the Unless visa you're an American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, easy legit. Well, you got to deal with the visa thing. It's like, yeah, yeah whatever. Super great. Bread vending machines. I mean, yeah. come on. Not yeah. too many snow issues. No. Yeah, and nothing's going to catch on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a huge plus yeah yeah awesome yeah cool well thanks so much long way it was awesome to uh Absolutely. meet you and yeah let us know if you're ever back this way we'll do great chatting with you guys all right. okay good night. You. Have a good night. Adios. Bye. all right folks we're going to take a break when the trail show comes back we've got a few mailbag items and a couple more hotline calls so don't go anywhere This is long way, and I never listen to the trail show. Trail show's back, baby. And we had some more hotline calls. All right, this is a, a critical call. I think this is goes to you know a really important aspect of the trail show. Hi, this is the National Credit Relief Department. Just calling to let you know you've been pre-approved for a zero interest. Federally designated settlement program. Um, Just want to be clear, the funds can only be used to consolidate credit cards, personal loans, medical and collections accounts. And they must add up to at least $7,500 minimum to qualify. Uh, Now the funds, they are set to expire shortly, so time is of the essence to get your final approval. To initiate your funds into your special purpose account, please return my call at Well, anyway, I think, you know, if we have some debt we need to talk about, we can uh, call them up. Was that for you, man? (laughs) No. I call for you? Okay. No. But more on theme, since this is the holiday theme snowman show, whatever, what, what do we call it? Yuletide something theme show. Bonanza. This is, Bonanza. This, this is, is a December to remember. The December Yuletide. Remember. The Yuletide Jamboree. It's a December to remember. It's We've the inspiration. Probably a, one of the all-time calls right now. Happy, happy December to remember. Wow. Oh, my wow. Very, very excited about that phone call. That was amazing. That was, that was amazing. incredible. Oh. Yeah. It sounded like there was harmony, like he laid down several. He did. 
you know, I'm just really, it warms my heart that our trail show listeners will put that much time and energy into recording a single 40 second long phone voicemail message for us. It just warms my heart. It makes me happy to be here in this season of giving. Well, I mean, when Maverick calls in, it's like a not forty seconds. It's like where is five Maverick? Six What's Maverick yeah, do we hear? Where is how is Maverick? I'm very concerned about Maverick. Is, I mean, is he healthy? I, he is he hasn't doing called. Well? I don't know what's, what's going on with him. Maverick. I'm very concerned. I, I'm Maverick. If you're listening to the Trail Show, and I hope you are, please call us. Let us know how you're doing. We're concerned. If you don't call us, we're going to start cheering for ASU. I bet he calls next month. <laughs> I bet that phone is in his hand right now. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Trail Show VIP just had a birthday. You might know his catchphrase, peace and love, peace and love. Mm, that's right. He did just have a birthday. So happy birthday there, champ. <laughs> and we need a we need a hotline call from you here soon. Please. In the new year, please. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> peace and we love. need a call in the new year, please. Thank you. Well, it's the season of gratitude, so let's give it up for our donors. Woohoo! We've got. Who, who were our donors this month? Well, I'm going to tell you. We got please. Bernard Wolf, Burp. Russ Not Fuss Kinder, Craig Burp. Pisco Gully, Bobby Burp. Walters. Trevor, smoke it if you got it, the bowl man. Jeffrey Burn Cottonmouth Caldwell. Diane Pinkers. David Sarcasm Mail. Vinny. Justin Knowles. Ingrid Gerard. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. No the Weekend. Ammon the Brute Bruce. Renee Shira Patrick. Vermont. Wesley the Haggis Attic Greenwood. I need it. Kevin Chickpea Cross. And Sasha Honeydew Codet. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tommy the Mate Popsicle Stevens. Brandon Lost Balls Love Lady. Phil Felipe Gilberto. David the Prehistoric Rankly Geode Hale. Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pitts. Rachel Die Bama Die. Merchant. Poor FSU. Dance. FSU. Does it and have to be Richie Rich, Rich Lame Yule, Glasgow, Mark, Willie G, Homer, Daniel Fundip Sharps, Kill Bill Cottrell, Woody Yukon Caboose Bass, Matt Frontum of the Opera, Tim the Hooch Hoochins, Paul True Love, Tyler the Kerminator, Kermoade, Andrew Paget. Pat Pipkin, Bob Hobo Evans, Victor Flamingo Bob Newton, Bob Hope, Simon Flamingo. the German Vampire Rosenfeld, Marvin Maverick Kassler, El Hacador, Viva Los Gatos Vato. Whoa. Uh, Jack Thigh High Billings, Jim the Heathen Hebner, Paul Chisholm. Hey now. That's, I said Chisholm. Shira the Switchblade, aka Sweet Fern, and Brian the Sweet Big McNamara, aka OKBO. I mean OKOB. Uh, I have accidentally left them off for a couple of months. My apologies. Dilo looks like he's on an episode of Ghost Hunters International. <laughs> Dilo, what? Where the hell are you, man? And why aren't the lights on? What's going on? I don't know. 
they turned off all the I usually leave like one or two lights on down here so that I can okay. navigate the stairs after dark, but POD, yeah, please continue. Okay. We've got our one-offs. V. We've got Mike the Mathiest. Vermont. Yes. Sent a nice, you know, holiday you cheer donation. Yeah. Laura Browning. Hey now. And Richie Rich Lame Mule Glasgow sent me some coffee. Lame Mule, the the mailbox smelled delicious when I opened it. Oh man, it. <laughs> so good! It's amazing. Yeah, it does make the mailbox smell good. It does. So it those are uh, those are our donors. Very good. We had a couple of mailbag items, and and the mailbag's been a bit thin lately. But we've got two items um, I need to read, and it's probably been thin because I haven't been keeping up that well with mailbag these items are a couple months old but they're new to you so mailbag item number one comes from now hey there the 99 percent podcast shows number 549 and 548 covered trails how they are built etc sort of a meta trail discussion instead of a trail discussion keep up the folio i was on the dc metro recently and they use one of the same sounds you all do, Nano. I wonder what wonder what sound effect they use. That um, it was the uh, Euro sirens. Because anytime I've ever been on the DC Metro, it's like some guy is like, or doors open on the green line, doors. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like indecipherable, but maybe the DC Metro has has improved there. Anyway, we, we won't send them a DC, cease and desist because they're using our sounds. All right, this next one is a bit long-winded. It's from a Trail Show VIP, so we're going to read it. But what I would like to do is that each of us alternate paragraphs. So I'm going to start okay. this thing. I'm going to start, and, and then whoever wants to take over the next we'll just keep alternating out until we get to the end this is from steve swept away hood last time you called me lost balls so hood steve okay dear trail show oh by the way the email subject line was of busted thumbs and broken payments dear trail show today while test running my winter kit in my backyard i learned a lesson c When I started backpacking, I was a very broke college student. I used a free blue plastic tarp from Harbor Freight over my $10 Amazon hammock and slept peacefully under the crinkly blue glow in the backwoods. That tarp may have been heavy and annoying, but it was strong. Until my first severe storm, the tarp tore while flapping in an Alabama gale, and I got drenched. Fortunately... I was in no hypothermic danger since it doesn't get cold in Alabama until, well, with climate change, I'm not sure it ever will again. So I got a new blue plastic top and asked Hammock Forum (laughs) how to keep this from happening. Amongst the E-list replies telling me to spend my hard-earned pennies on a $300 Cuban fiber top. Side note, I would never buy a top from Cuba. 
Or to don <laughs> only the finest silk nylon, a kind soul posted a simple and elegant solution on my shoestring budget. It had a short length of shock cord between my tie outline and the cheapo top. Alas, this worked. I backpacked for four or five more years under crappy tops, upgraded with a few inches of shock cord, and never had another problem. Well, I made it out of college and into a career as an IT engineer, allowing me to purchase a much better hammock and tarp. Shout out War Bonnet. Whoop whoop. War Bonnet. And even lightweight titanium stakes, probably Mm. reviewed by the trail show. But I also still have that $20 roll of high-vis yellow shot cord, too. The other day, I had the bright idea of tying a short loop of yellow bungee to each stake so I might not so easily lose them. Give them a little flair, you know? So I hang my hammock in the backyard, pitch my tarp, and swing for a while, enjoying the weather until the eclipse. As the sun nears my tarp, I take it down and go to retrieve a stake. Here, things went wrong. If you recall, I've written in about being injured by a stake before. Today, my thumb throbbing, I write with a newfound fear of this classic outdoor implement. As As I said, I reached down for the stake and grabbed not the metal, but the shock cord loop. Without thinking, I pulled hard at the loop to free the stake so devilishly bound in the Georgia red clay. I tugged and tugged with all my might. Not really. This all happened in like half a second. And as the shock cord stretched perilously between my hand and the titanium shark spike spike stake, I tugged again. Samson-like, I bore all my manly strength and will into my grip, and I say to you, I pulled with all my all, and like Samson, I was undone by my own strength. The stake loosened from the ground, letting the elastic energy prop the titanium and snapping my thumb right in the knuckle with a mighty blow. I yelled to the heavens in agony. (laughs) Crap, that kind of hurt there, eh? (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have pulled on that shock cord there, eh? I'm not gravely injured. Uh, don't think it will bruise there either. But it was funny imagining a grown-ass man in the backyard like, ouch. Don't put elastics on your stakes there, eh? (laughs) That said, can y'all get a Patreon? I just had to set up my PayPal monthly again because sometimes my bank fraud service is like, are you sure you are both in Colorado and Georgia today? (laughs) Or at least that's my theory. I have a few Patreons I donate to and never had an issue, though. Writing with with our theory respect for for shock shock cord. cord. Steve. Steve. Swept, swept away. Escribiendo con un gran respeto para el cordón shock. Steve swept away hood. So this sounds like a more of a trail tip, perhaps. Then yeah, don't pull. Yeah, Mm-mm. no. Don't pull hard on elastic things with sharp, hard things on the other Maybe. end. Good way to lose a tooth. No, that yeah, thing came and hit you tooth, in the grill. Eye. That's Eyeball. true. Yeah, right you can get eye, a man. Mm-hmm. Well, Big Steve, well, Hood, we appreciate your your tail of woe and your yep. tail of warning, and hopefully none of us will make that mistake. 
and pull a tent stake out of the ground via a shock cord. Yeah. Well, it's time for Dilo's second favorite most part of the show. Second most favorite part of the show. Is that the part of the show where you end the show? No, that's your favorite part. Your second most favorite part. (laughs) Is Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Dilo, take it away. Oh, now I am drinking... Frost Beer Works Plush Di- Double IPA from Heinsberg, Vermont, coming in at an eight, a healthy 8.0% alcohol by volume. It's one pint of India Pale Ale, and that's all that it says on the label. Honorable mention here. My go-to IPA anymore mm-hmm. is the Mountain Standard IPA from Odell's Brewing out of Fort Collins, Colorado. It's a nice pliable 6.5 percent abv it's very citrusy very piney like i like my ipas it's a little hazy also like i like my ipas it's not too much abv i'm sure dealer would would want more but this mountain standard ipa get yourself some if you can find it but i'm back on the gvp kolsch from alley cat brewing this is the second and last bottle of the Kolsch GVP. Job well done. I have to say, I, I do not have a go-to IPA here in Vermont because there are so many. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Which is why we don't send you any beer because you clearly are already overwhelmed. So we are pretty overwhelmed. But you should send some beer. I would love some beer. You can send it here. Just make sure you let me know when it's coming because the squirrels might get it. Well, okay. so we are on the lookout for the Highlight Double IPA 19.3 ounce cans. Okay. Which I don't know what the significance of that volume is. Oh, but... that's the that's like the ultra English pint. That's what the 19.3 is. Okay. Yeah, I, I've I, I read an article about that, but that's like the proper English pint. Proper English pints are not actually 16 ounces; they are 19.3 ounces, which is actually ah. more than a pint. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot more. Like three three ounces, 3.3 ounces more than a pint. By um, the way, I, 16. I once did Anyways. a beer trade with a gentleman in Vermont, and uh, we did it in the winter. And mm-hmm. we had to both be extremely careful about, well, let's just say this, because I, I don't want to admit to any illegal activity here. But if you send beer to Vermont or Colorado in the winter, no matter if it's by mule or pack horse or, you know, Owl. pigeon. Barrow. If that beer sits in front of someone's front door overnight... And it's five degrees outside. Beer will not live to see tomorrow. So it's very important that if you're doing such things with people in cold climates, that you keep on top of your tracking information. Just another trail tip from the trail. All right, let's go to Ask a Hiker. Very good. The trail tips <laughs> I know, man. We're it, we're chocolate. Let's move on. If you send a beer in the USPS, are we doing ask a hiker or not, Dilo? Yes, this Dilo. Is did you get any questions? This question. If I would like to send a bunch of beer <laughs> via the USPS to, to Alaska, you can't. That's yeah, illegal, Dilo. What you're describing is illegal. How best to do it? All right. Our ask a hiker question tonight is very sweet and very lovely. That's also missing. 
Oh, here we go. Okay. My friends at the trail show. My question is simple, yet complex and timeless. What is the best way to meet other through hikers in your area in preparation for a spring hike? As an accomplished yet aspiring hiker with plans and permits to hike the PCT this summer, I'd love to meet some fellow accomplished aspiring but not yet perspiring hikers nearby that I can collaborate with on my planning. I know I could use Tinder or the most other social media Tinder. sites. <laughs> what about me? Other local hikers. What? Away from the the hiking world has changed from what I... Tinder? <laughs> That's what it says here. I don't know okay. how... I, yeah, it's what it says. Anyways, <laughs> thanks in advance for the planning tips. And I hope you would all enjoy the winter. Cheers, Marge. I'm curious how Marge got her hands on a hiking permit before they became available. Maybe she had it from last year. Maybe she met someone from PCTA on Tinder. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Regardless of Marge's questionable PCT (laughs) permit status, (laughs) do we have any any trail tips for Marge on how to meet other hikers in her area? So I think if Marge goes on a Reddit forum or what's the other, uh, what what did our trail of the month guest m- mention? The Discord. The Discord. 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 I think yeah. if Marge goes on Reddit or Discord and mentions that she already has a PCT permit, she will have a a flood of <laughs> of young gentlemen that that will talk glom to her, on that will glom on, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering think, if but, she but lives Marge, anywhere near. I don't know where she lives, but if she lives in one of the states with a rock, a that's rock. a great place. A yeah. Rock is a great to place meet. to meet other aspiring hikers. Mm-hmm. Pod, I was going to bring that up because you talked about our three rocks. Mm-hmm. Perhaps yep. yeah. she lives near the Active Adult Center in Wheat Ridge. It's <laughs> <laughs> hmm. a very good point. Uh, well, if yeah. she's on Tinder, then there you go. She's an active adult. <laughs> I'd submit. See, you should go out to try Bumble, Hinge, Hinge, or Grinder. Grinder. Oh, I don't. Or maybe I don't, I know. don't know. <laughs> I might find another hiker on there. What do the kids do these days? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Discord, Snapchat, definitely Discord. Snapchat. Snapchat is very person to person, from what I understand. Twitch? Discord. It's you difficult because it's yeah. winter. You can't most places. You can't just be hiking right now to like meet Parlor? other people on trail. I mean, one mm-hmm. idea is to like if there's an event, like maybe an REI has like some mm-hmm. event about long trails. If you go to that, you might find other people interested in them. Mm-hmm. And then or even the ruck is really with the them best. Afterwards. Or go, go to the bookstore and hang out in the long trail section. Yeah. Or if there's a long a trail near, just you, creep on people. <laughs> They probably have like the a trail long association trail section with like events. It's got two books. <laughs> there's two books. There's, Sher- there's Wild by wild Cheryl Strayed. And, Bill and there's Bryson a Walk book. in the Woods by Bill Bryson. And so when you see someone <laughs> you going to grab out. the book, you just slap their hand. What are you doing? Uh, if you hang out with your nose between those two books on the shelf. You actually go to the other side of the shelf, clear off the books and put your face there. And you put one book <laughs> next to each ear and you just hang no, no, out no. all day. No, no. You hide like on an the owl. other side. You yeah. hide on the other yes, side. Yes, exactly. So that when they take the book out, you're like there looking at them. You're like, hey, are you going to do some hiking? 
<laughs> you need to talk to me. And when you when you do that, when you hide on the other side, you actually tape your permit to your forehead so that when the book comes out. <laughs> you want to go hiking? Oh, I can take you hiking. I can take you hiking with me. If you want to come and take a hike with me, you see, I got mm-hmm. a permit for the PCT. That's right. We're going to get mm-hmm. out on the trail. Mm-hmm. Hey, boo. Hey, boo. It's fun like for it. you to do. If you like if you it, wanna... holler hey. And if you don't, you holler boo. If you want to come and take a hike with me, I got a permit for the PCT. PCT. Yeah. I want to ride with the <laughs> Why don't you come and hike with me? Hey, I got a permit for the PCT. Actually, that would be pretty amazing. If you sang that at a karaoke night ain't got no chafing no not me got the special bacon grease i got that bacon grease from my ass you see it ain't gonna chafe on me hey i'm hiking the pct so maybe go to karaoke bars and sing about hiking and sing about hiking that's a good one bacon grease show your permit flaunt your i know maybe go to closed winter golf courses and walk around and look for people yeah. Who are golfing? Das is to bingo. <laughs> I mean, or maybe go in the swamp and hang out, wait for snowboarders to come across. Yes. On the rotten snow. Oof. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Florida Trail. I was going to suggest roller skiers. Well, actually, mm. that's that's the tip right there. Go down yes. to the Florida Trail. Go hiking. Roller, no. Blades. Roller ski roller on the ski. road. And roller you'll naturally the, yeah. attract yeah. some oh, pretty cool people. Roller ski the Florida the Trail bull. southbound. You'll meet everybody, and you can collaborate with them about your PCT hike. It's true. If you do go to the Florida Trail, you will meet hikers that are jonesing, and mm-hmm. that's why they're out there. Yep. You also yeah. meet like rabbits oh, on the trail. What, you know, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> kind of lost. How do you meet <laughs> hikers? How is March? In real life. How is going to meet hikers? Wait a minute, is this PCT with... specific? Yeah. Yes. is going out on PCT really. next but year. But she, she wants to just meet hikers. She wants help to with planning. Yeah. You could also go to like a gear store in your area. And yep, a lot of times employees could. have hiked. You can be like, hey, Or just hey, hang hey. out near the heavy boot section or uh, <laughs> the, the, knee, the, the knee high gator section. <laughs> the kingdom Euro- 10 European section. section. <laughs> the year. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, have we actually given any good advice? Bring your fish scale in. Bring your fish scale in to the gear store and just walk around weighing everything on. Or bring your clipboards in. What didn't we do the clipboard? Oh, clipboards. Uh, Clipboards. Those always plan is for the Sierra. That's right. Sawed-off toothbrush section. (laughs) Roll in with a sawed-off toothbrush behind your ear, a clipboard, (laughs) and a drug weighing scale. And you'll make a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. Just just go over to the backcountry bidet section with a dirty ass. <laughs> Ask for some help. <laughs> Ask for some help. Oh my god! Oh my well, god! We, we gotta wipe the tubes. Uh, sir, I haven't taken. I haven't wiped in two days. Looking for you a local birdwatching falcon. <laughs> Sir, do you have a backcountry bidet oh you could God. recommend for me? I'd like to try it out here in the store. On the carpet. 
Oh boy. Oh, by the way, let me I'm first. The let me out. first just get rid of. <laughs> let me just get rid of this blood falcon first. Oh, beauty, why? Oh, how why? is that too far? How is that too far? Way too far. It's That's way too, too far, far. But you going to ask someone to help you clean your dirty ass is not Come too on. far. What do you? I'm not Joey Bag of Donuts. Come on, what are we doing here? <laughs> Sweet I think we gotta work. We're not helping Marge. That's for Marge. sure. <laughs> All right, Marge, so Marge gave you some tips. Yeah, I think we solved her. Yeah. Marge is gonna be arrested and miss her start date. <laughs> Marge is gonna start like at the end of April, thinking, "Yeah, I, I heard she's gonna be she's gonna out be, here, and man, she's gonna be in jail still, looking for that backcountry bidet." That's a front country bidet in a six by nine. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, where are we? What are we doing? I think that's that's it. That's that was that. Did you question. have any more questions tonight? No. Do we need more questions? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That was pretty amazing. Okay. <clears throat> okay. This is the. Uh, this is actually Dilo's favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where the show ends. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Long Way, not to be confused with Wrong Way, for guesting on tonight's show. You can find Long Way at... She's on Instagram. Okay. We'll Lord put a link. Explores. Yeah. But Many is. thanks to all our hotline callers. You too can be an audio nano star by calling the hotline at 720-893-2278. <laughs> Sixty-nine. Thank you. Last but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors. Trail show stickers are most definitely in stock. Get yourself a variety pack while they last with a $15 or more donation on Venmo at the Trail Show or at thetrailshow.com. And frequently, we are on social media, Instagram, Facebook, X. We're also on Amazon oh Music. Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you download your favorite podcasts. Thanks for hiking with us today. We know you have many podcasts to choose from. We appreciate you hiking with the Trail Show. Come back and see us again in January for our annual Trail Show Snowflake Soiree, which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from C.S. Lewis. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. For POD, DLO, Triple O, and Longway, I'm Disco. Ciao. Slack Shack, baby Slack Shack. Slack Shack, baby Slack Shack. Slack Shack, baby. The Slack Shack, baby. Slack Shack. <laughs> um, is that not all we have, got? Do you have trail show stickers? Do yes. we have do we a plethora of Triple O? Do you need some trail show stickers? Who needs, who needs stickers? Do you I do. Yeah, I do. Right. I don't have I don't have any more trail show stickers. Bruh, I'm gonna put one of each, and maybe even two of each, in the mail tomorrow. It'll we're be even Christmas. Gonna, we're even gonna throw a blood. I mean, a mud falcon in there. I, I need a quarter inch of stickers. Uh, we can do that. Okay. We can mm-hmm. put so a gross. Send me a quarter inch of stickers. You got, got you, new, bro. You, got, you got my address? I got your address. It's in okay. Hanover, New Hampshire. No. Tomorrow's mail. 
No, wait a minute. Uh, Montpelier, Vermont. Tomorrow's no. mail. No? No. Um, we don't have your address. Doe. We have to send it. Doe, Vermont. Tomorrow's mail. Done and done. When does the mayonnaise-based salad come in? And it was taking forever to, like, hit the ball. You can't hike in tennis shoes. And it's interesting because if you ask French people, like, oh, can I camp here? They'll be like, no, no, no. And you're like, oh, but can I bivouac here? They're like, yeah, no worries. Go for it. Hey, boo. Hey, boo. It's fun like for a, you to do. If you like if you it, wanna... holler hey. And if you don't, you holler boo. If you want to come and take a hike with me, you see, mm-hmm. I got a permit for the PCT. That's right. We're going to get mm-hmm. out on the trail. Mm-hmm. I went to the post office yesterday to, to mail all my holiday cards. And I there was like three of us in there. And I was behind a woman who wanted to flip through every book of stamps in the binder to find a couple for stocking stuffers. And so she had the gentleman behind the counter, like flip through the binder with her. Like, Oh, was she 85? Oh my God. She was not 85. She was probably like 65, 70, but she she was was 85 by the time she finished. (laughs) (laughs) Who who is that? Is that the. It's me. Mateo. Yeah. Mateo, your hair is longer than David Lee Roth. Cool. Do you know who David Lee Roth is? No. You should ask your father. Say, Father, who is David Lee Roth? Got it. Okay. Where's your? Where did your father go? What happened? I don't know. Mateo, how do you like Vermont? Ah, uh, it's cold. Is it better or worse than Colorado? Would you rather be in Vermont or would you rather be at your other house in Boulder? Um, I kind of want to stay here. Oh, okay. That's cool. Okay. Uh, Mateo, how long is your hair? It's longer than your brother's. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what's your favorite thing to do in Vermont? Um, it's a trick question. Ski? Ooh, do you downhill ski or cross-country ski? Um, downhill ski. Oh, you're a downhill skier. Can you go off ramps and jumps and do tricks? Um, a little bit, not really. Okay. Can you do a 360 double backflip cork? No. No? Okay. Maybe next year. Okay. Very good. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.